Welcome to the Amanda Rollard Show, where we work together to support abundant living in all areas of your life, body, mind, family, finances, and community. Come join us and get your salt back. Welcome, everybody, to the Amanda Rollert Show, where we talk salt. We want every week to be about supporting abundant living today and every day in all areas of our life, in our minds, in our bodies, in our family life, in our community life, and in our finances. And what are we if we have lost our salt? We are nothing because it means we've lost our passion. We've lost our zest. We've lost our zing. We've lost that va-va-voom, whatever it is that makes us who we are. So thank you so much for spending today with me. And oh my goodness, happy first week of December. I can't believe we are already in to December. So we're probably going to be thinking about our goals for 2023. We've got lots coming down the pipe and a beautiful new journey in 2023. So oh my goodness, thank you so much for being here. So We have got so much going on and there's so much evidence of the holidays already. The Christmas music is playing everywhere. You may have journeyed and wandered through neighborhoods around you to see houses lit up with some of the most beautiful Christmas lights. Maybe you've done some online shopping already. Maybe you've done some in-store shopping. Everybody's out and about festive, you know, looking for that perfect gift. Holiday parties are out and about. And I was thinking as all of these things are happening around, you know, all of them beckoning, it's the Christmas season, it's the Christmas season. If you're like me, there is a time of the week that has been taken over probably ever since November hit, maybe even sooner. And that time of the week is when Hallmark Channel releases its new countdown to Christmas movie. Oh my gosh, we can't help ourselves, can we? Maybe we have even been on binge watching up until November or even now nightly. There are nightly shows coming on. Maybe we've been watching our favorites. Maybe we've been watching and anticipating, you know, seeing our favorites again. So whether you're watching the Hallmark Channel or the Great American Movie Channel or Netflix or Prime, why is it? Why are we as a culture so fascinated with Christmas movies? Well, I have a theory, so stick around and I'll share it with you in about two seconds. Oh my gosh, everybody. I don't know if you're out and about, you know, in your work areas, whether it's in you know, workrooms or break rooms or visiting with the colleagues and people are talking about the newest Christmas favorite. Maybe they saw a trailer of a movie, you know, coming up or coming soon. You've already set your DVR to record it. We just can't afford to miss it. Whatever's new, we are just hooked into this whole holiday season of movies. And why are we so mesmerized? Why are we as a culture so mesmerized with Christmas movies? Well, I really do have a theory about that. And, you know, Play along with me and see what you think. I think it boils down to, as humanity, I believe that it's in us, it is innate to being human, that we are creatures longing for faith, for hope, and for love. 
And I truly believe that. And I believe the Christmas season, I believe that Christmas movies do something just inspirational inside of each of us, and they can strike a chord with one of those three themes, whether it's faith or hope or love. And if you're not sure, you're kind of like, I don't know, maybe, maybe not. Hear me out. I have a couple of ideas I wanted to throw past you. So let's just take faith. Let's just take at the top of the list. So how is it that Christmas movies, I guess, inspire us or move us or motivate us or tickle us in the area of faith? First of all, what is faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Let me say that again. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So basically, in order for us to have faith, we are believing in something that we can't see, but it's the substance of things hoped for. So there's something inside of us that wants to believe. We can't stop that interwiring that God, I believe, put inside of us that we have to have faith. So in, in order to prove my point, I was going to pick a couple of the old classics for my Christmas movies that I wanted to share. So the one that I thought would exemplify faith first would be Miracle on 34th Street. And I'm sure if you're at any age at all, you would have seen what I call the original version, or you would have seen the more recent version of Miracle on 34th Street. So basically, the movie takes place actually between Thanksgiving Day, which is the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. So it takes place between Thanksgiving Day and Christmas Day. So, you know, about a month there. And basically, the story opens out that it's the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade and Santa Claus, the one that was supposed to be riding in the parade, had had a little too much to drink and he could not ride in the sleigh. So, you know, they're really fast and furious looking for somebody and they grab the sky. They looks, you know, maybe can play the part. And anyway, he's he's fantastic. They're like, where'd this guy come from? Who is this guy? He's like the best, you know, Santa we've ever had. Oh, my goodness. And you know, they're like, well, we need to get him for the store. You know, all the kids are going to be coming and, you know, say, well, who, who, what's your name? And he's like, well, I'm Chris Kringle. <laughs> yeah, right. You're not Chris Kringle. There's only one Chris Kringle. That's Santa Claus. And he was like, well, you know, but, but I am. And furthermore, it kind of weaves itself into a mother and daughter's life and a lawyer's life. And the mother who happens to work at the department store, she is a ball humbug realist, basically. And she's raising her daughter all by herself. And her little girl, who's, you know, probably six years old or so, you know, has decided because, you know, mom said that Santa's not real. You know, there's there's no such thing as real. And it's all these, you know, all these kids, they just need to be real about it. There really is no Santa. So let's just get on with life, basically. Let's be a grown-up. And that's the position that the mother and the daughter have. And then a new gentleman lawyer who, you know, shows up in, I guess, down the hall and where they live. And, you know, he becomes part of the equation. And Chris Kringle is, you know, store Santa. But little things start to happen. There's so many changes that happen. And through series of events that takes place, the little girl and the mom, their hearts start to soften a little bit, especially the little girl, because all of a sudden, just being in the presence of this jolly, happy man, they start to think, well, maybe, and, and the mother who had been 
I guess, jaded and, you know, scorned or whatever, who didn't believe in love. And all of a sudden she starts to maybe have feelings for, you know, this lawyer friend and they all kind of, you know, hang out together. And Chris Kringle and, you know, babysits her one night and she's finally this little girl while the mom and the the new lawyer friend, you know, go out and he keeps telling her, well, why don't you believe? Oh, that's silly. You know, we've got to be grown ups. And he's like, if you really wanted it, if there was something that you could ask Santa Claus for, what would it be? And so she whispers in his ear. And so he sits there and he ponders. And then through a series of other things that that happen, all of a sudden there becomes this big, huge court case of the whole city of New York against, you know, Santa Claus, because they're trying to say that Chris Kringle is insane, you know, because he says he's Santa Claus. And he was like, I am Santa Claus. Anyway, he gets thrown in jail. And as, you know, fate would have it, the lawyer friend who is dating the, you know, the bah humbug mom, the daughter, he says he's going to represent him and prove that he is Chris Kringle. He is Santa Claus. So anyway, the story plays out and they have the court case and there's all these things that happen. And long story short, at the end of the court case, you know, the lawyer says basically what we shared at the beginning about faith. He kept looking for the way because there was no way to win this case, except he realized something. And the something was what was written on a dollar bill, which was, in God, we trust. And if we put that on the dollar bill, and his argument was, nobody's ever seen God, but we all believe that God exists. And so, basically, nobody's ever seen Santa Claus, but we know he exists. So, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And at the very, very end of the movie... You know, after he wins the case and New York is yelling and screaming and cheering that Santa Claus wins, Santa Claus wins. Then the next day they're riding along and evidently Chris Kringle, you know, who had to her urgently leave because it was going to be that was Christmas Eve. And he had, you know, he said he had things to do, which I'm sure he did, left a note for the mother and the daughter and the lawyer who won the case to go to this one address. And as it ends up, the address is this beautiful house that was gifted to them, bought, you know, for them. And it's the exact house that the little girl had wished for when she whispered into Chris Kringle's ear. So, you know, when you talk about it and you think about it and you say, what a classic, what a classic Christmas movie that inspires us and holds us to attention no matter how many times we've watched it and it'll bring a sting of tear to our eye because it's all about faith and no matter what we are drawn to believe to believe if we can only just believe don't stop believing just like boston said or is that journey journey. Yeah. Don't stop believing. You know, another movie that quickly kind of runs through my head is the Polar Express. You know, it's this animated show. I'm sure everybody's seen it. And the theme or the, the motto was, as long as you believe, you will always hear the bells of Christmas. It's for those, you know, whose hearts that have forgotten how to believe they don't hear the bells of Christmas. They don't see and they can't appreciate the magic of Christmas. So basically, don't lose your salt. 
Don't lose the passion, the fire that is in you, that inspires you, that motivates you, that moves you. It is never too late to get your faith back. It's never too late to get your salt back. So I believe, I believe one of the greatest things that we are searching for in this time of year is faith. And that's why Christmas movies meet us head on. They meet us where our need is and they're fulfilling that need. Let's talk about the second theme. So we talked about faith. Let's talk about hope. I'm going to go to another old classic movie. It's a Wonderful Life. And if you've never seen it, you need to. It's an old black and white movie that I think everybody should watch. Basically, the premise of this story is that there's a gentleman named George Bailey who, through a series of many, through a couple of events that happen, finds himself with many, many problems. And one is compounded over another, over another in a very quick amount of time that he is thinking about ending everything, meaning he's thinking about ending his life at Christmas. And because of his guardian angel, and I think uh, the name guardian angel's name was Clarence, and basically George's guardian angel shows George what his town would have looked like if it hadn't been for all the wonderful things that George's good deeds meant to them over the years. And that, in and of itself, that movie is about hope. There's a lot of hopelessness sometimes during the holiday season. There's a lot of times there's loneliness, there's depression, but there's also redemption. There is also spiritual redemption at Christmas time and in the Christmas season. And I believe the Christmas season brings out the best in you and me. It brings out the best. And I think that it is up to you and me to be the hands and the hearts, and the eyes, and the ears of Christ on earth to other people. It's amazing what a smile can bring. It's amazing what a conversation can do for somebody. It's amazing what a simple hello, or going through the drive through saying, hey, I'm going to pay for the person behind me, you know, the pay it forward. It's amazing what one good deed can do. It's amazing what one smile can bring. It's amazing what one compliment can do. Because, you know, the truth is, we don't know what everybody's going through in their life at this moment. But if my path happens to cross yours, I want to leave your presence better. I want to be able to give a smile. I want to be at least be able to say a hello and make it have been a pleasant interchange. It doesn't mean that we're not going to have moments of ups and downs, but I believe that this time of year instills hope. And movies, these Christmas movies, that whether they're the oldies, the goodies, the classics, like we just talked about, The Miracles on 34th Street, or It's a Wonderful Life, or the ones that we're about to talk about, they give us something. They feed our yearning. They feed a need that we have because we all wouldn't be glued to our television sets. We all wouldn't be talking about the classics. We all wouldn't be talking about the next Hallmark, you know, countdown to Christmas movies. We all wouldn't be setting our DVRs so we don't miss anything important. <laughs> I'm guilty too. I love them. So I believe that faith and hope are two huge reasons why Christmas movies are a huge part of this season. And finally, the theme of love. And believe me, 
this one, we have a plethora <laughs> of movies, of Hallmark movies, of Great American Channel movies, of Netflix movies, of primetime movies, whatever it is. But Hallmark, I think, kind of started that tradition. And I know the Great American Movie Channel has a lot of really good movies now, too. And I just love them. I can share with you. So the last theme is love. And almost everyone, almost every one of these movies is about somebody looking for love, somebody who's lost love and is finding love again, whether it's, you know, a spouse, whether it's, you know, children, whether it's family, you know, whatever it is, sometimes our, our hearts have a missing piece. And this time of the year brings us that love that we're searching and yearning for. Maybe it's love within our families. Maybe it's love within our circle of friends. Maybe it's love between us and our children. Whatever it is, there's love. And some of my favorites, and, and I know this one might sound a little cheesy, but I cannot help it. It is my favorite Hallmark movie, and it has Danica McKellar in it. It's called A Crown for Christmas. It also is kind of one of those oh, every little girl's dream is to, you know, marry a prince. But she's such a good actress and she's such a good realist that, you know, she becomes this nanny for a little mischievous little princess, but she wins the little princess over and really captures the prince's heart. And it's just so wonderful, but it's definitely all about love. Anything with Candace Cameron Bure in there, you know, Christmas Under Wraps, A Christmas Detour, awesome. Awesome. And there's love in the air. There's love in the air. A boyfriend for Christmas. I can go on and on. There's tons of Hallmark movies that I have truly, truly loved over the years. And I I don't miss them. And now, I mean, you can have, you know, there's so many different Hallmark channels that there's a movie going on all the time. And they're filling that love bucket, you know, of somebody who we might find ourselves similar to, you know, we all always find ourselves sometimes in movies and quotes and scenes and different things. And so I'll leave you with this. I truly, truly believe that the reason that we are so mesmerized with the movies of this season, this time of year, is because they fill the buckets for us in faith and in hope and in love. And I just wish each and every one of you a beautiful beautiful holiday season. I hope that you get your bucket filled with all of the movies that you want to watch. Maybe you find some oldies that you, you know, revisit, which are always fun to do. And I hope you add a few new ones to your list of favorites. I know I already have, and I know that you will too. If you want to DM me, if you want to share some of your favorite movies, I'd love to hear from you. But I wish you all the very best rest of this week, a wonderful month of December, as we let our hearts sing out and as we are looking for things that help us in our faith, in the substance of things hoped for, and the evidence of things not seen, as we're given hope in this world that sometimes tries to take our hope away. And as we constantly search for love, give love to others, if we do those things, we're going to be very happy. Our buckets are going to be filled and they will be overflowing. So have a great rest of the week, you guys. Thanks for joining me. Come back next week for another episode of the Amanda Rollert Show, where we talk salt. Bye, everybody. 
Thanks for listening to The Amanda Rollard Show, a podcast to get your salt back. Share this episode with a friend and tag us on Instagram. See you next time.